Your girl Sylvia, she, her, and hers. What up? It's Tori, she, her, and hers. Welcome to the fourth episode of the season three season of What Are You Bringing to the Table? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should say, yeah, yeah. Season yeah, three. I just keep titling, but titling them by number. I started out, you know, because you know, you said we kind of got lost in that, right? We got, did we get lost in, in from last year, season two? We got lost in the numbering. Yeah. And then now well, season three, you're reviving it. Yeah. So I was okay. thinking, yeah, the, the, if if season three, I just did them by numbers because I usually yeah. put some catchy little title based on something we talked about. But yeah, know, we'll see. We'll see what we'll, we'll just see what happens. At least we yeah. know where episode number one started because that's yeah. Get to that lagana. That's what we're going to say. Whatever. Exactly. Whatever you get, whatever you feel like. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, should we get right into what's popping as far as the uh chauvin trial i mean we trial is live and in effect like a what's big, update but a very national what's update big it's big it's a big moment right now um chauvin's on trial uh for the murder of george floyd and it's on tv yeah and they're t- the big. whole thing is on tv um, I will say I didn't catch anything from today. I saw a few clips from day one, but I wasn't, I didn't get on the news or. Yeah. And I'm lunchtime news watching. I'm steering clear of it just because I, I already know, you know, the, what's going to happen and what's going to happen is it's about George Floyd, the life that he led, the mistakes that he's made you know, that he's this awful person that, you know, all of it always leading up to that's why he needed to die. Right. You know, that's why he's dead. That's why he needed to die. That's why he was killed. That's what this defense team is, is working their way up to. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Cause they started with their opening about how, you know, you're going to see that he died because of uh, health conditions and drugs in his system. Okay. The, the one thing that what they say is be, because of the adrenaline in his system, the adrenaline in his system would not been in his system had he not been in fight, flight or freeze by getting choked out. Right. Like that. Right. Like, let's just say, OK, let's just say for argument, I don't uh, for the record, fuck the defense and their argument. But because legal, like that's what you got to do. You got to yeah. make this argument to show. You don't even have to show that your 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 client's not guilty. You just have to show another alternative of why the person died, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and so let's just say for sake of argument, the fact that he had dr- that if if he were in a situation where adrenaline was pumping through his system because of alleged uh, uh underlying health uh condition and alleged uh drugs in his system mm-hmm. could 
potentially cause death, right? Yeah. Um, but without that situation of Chauvin sitting on his neck, his adrenaline would not be pumping at a level that could potentially be lethal for him based on these alleged preconditions and alleged drug in his system. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, and my thing was, okay, so you put your, you put your knee, you put your knee on his neck to subdue him. Did it take almost nine minutes to subdue him when in video, he was very much in minutes. He was very much subdued. He yeah. posed no threat, right. but you still needed to have your knee on right. his neck. Yeah, it's like the uh, the nine one one operator that called the police on the police. Yeah, um, was saying like she's watching the surveillance camera, right, and thought that it froze because he sat there so long on him. So that right. tells you like you did not have a man that was resisting at all. To the point where she thought the, the camera had froze. Yeah. You know, because there was yeah. no movement by Chauvin or George Floyd. Because he yeah. one, he wasn't in the resist he wasn't resisting. And two, Chauvin wasn't in any kind of like struggle. Like he was just sitting there. He was still like sit sitting still just putting pressure on his neck. Yeah. Well, and I was reading on today's trial because they were saying, oh, yeah, uh, Chauvin's attorney, because it's just one attorney sitting there with supposed assistant, you know, making it look like, you know, that's only a one man team. When the reality is um, he is getting the union's help, you know, because what's their claim is, even though he's fired, he put into, you know, the union for. Yes, because this all happened on the line of duty. So, you know, he has a union financial support as well as um, attorneys that the union has. Uh Um, And so, you know, so it's more than just that one attorney. Like they have dozens of attorneys working with that one attorney. So they're behind the scenes, you know, get, you know, which. Finding all the dirt, you know. Yeah. Yeah. George Floyd ever did in his life right which you know got me thinking that one other officer that Somali American officer I went and I was like let me check to see if he had that union support Mm -hmm. (laughs) remember because he's the only officer that we've seen convicted Mm -hmm. of killing somebody in the line of duty and it was a white lady right right only one. So I went in and I investigated. I was in fear for my life. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, because that he did say that because he was like the lady storms up. I don't know who it is. He's right. Her and someone on just your, like I'm thinking zombie attack. You know. Yes. Yes. And so sure enough, I looked it up and I said, "Let me see if he had what was the union position." And, and which should have been a what's update, but you know, this comes from an unknown like NPR news and it, um, uh, it was also in another, uh, like a Somali American type uh, news yeah, as well. Right. So this, you know, so somebody else had done like an expose as well, but this one came out about uh, the Somali American police organization. So there are Somali American police officers that have organized themselves 
you know, just to provide support and, and nationwide, um, I think their membership has grown to 36. So nationwide, they have 36 Somali American police officers in this organization, right? Um, and so they say that the treatment has been different. Um, they say the former Minneapolis police officer, Mohad, Mohammed Noor, who fatally shot uh, J Justine Ruskaziski, um, uh, as, let's see, um, described Noor's decision to shoot as actions of one individual is distancing the department from the officer's actions. So um, they say it is unusual move for a police chief to criticize one of her own. And what ha when have we seen a chief criticize anybody yet? Not even in Breonna Taylor. Let's wait. Don't rush to judgment. You know, blue, blue, blue. But here, it was very clear. We don't feel the officer nor was, oh, so these guys are saying, we don't feel that um, uh, that officer nor was treated the same way as other officers were treated that were in similar situations as him. Um, Wahid Sirach, spokesman for the Somali American Police Association said Friday, just days after nor was a member of the association was charged in the case. For days after the shooting, Lieutenant Bob Kroll, the president of the Police Union Federation of Minneapolis, the union that represents more than 800 rank and file officers, remained silent. It is an unusual move for a union president who rarely hesitates to defend officers accused of misconduct. In December, Hennepin County Attorney Mike Freeman was caught on video talking about the case after the Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension handed their investigation over to him. Trust me, he told a group of union members during the Minneapolis Regional Labor Federation holiday reception. Nobody wants it done for Christmas more than me. Now I remind you, he's talking to union members. What? That's, that's the big present I'd like to see under the Christmas tree. Freeman's remarks in the video come after one of the activists at the holiday reception asked him why he hadn't yet announced charges in the case against Noor. I've got to have the evidence and I don't have it yet. And let me just say, it's not my fault, Freeman said in the video. So if it isn't my fault, who didn't do their jobs? Investigators, and they didn't work for me and they don't work for me and they haven't done their job. It was unusual for top prosecutors to speak so publicly about an ongoing investigation. Nor's fellow Somali American police officers took note again. We believe the way that this case was handled and is still being handled by both Minneapolis top leadership and Freeman's office certainly raises questions of whether race played a factor in this case. They started making comments about this case long before the investigation started during the during the investigation and even after the investigation. Freeman announced that he is bringing third degree murder charge. So this is where he's talking about, he's bringing all these charges, everything else. And the union uh, provided no financial, no nothing support to this black officer. Now, mind you, they were saying, this is in the same um, situation where they were talking about two other killings where white officers had killed unarmed black men 
and they had the full support of the union um, and they had, yeah, and they had full support, you know, of their police chief as well. Um, so, you know, they're already saying, hey, I'm already getting calls from young men and women that I know that are in college studying law enforcement, and they are very concerned about what's happening in Officer Noor. Some of them, you said, that they are not sure whether they want to continue pursue in this or not, which is true. Like, which is true. I mean, you know? that, yeah, that's a big, that's a big uh, uh, PSA to any BIPOC person thinking about joining the police force. Like, right, you're not going to have your back for uh, sure. But yet, in this well, case, and how do you keep? How do you keep a police force white? You do that kind of shit. Yeah, and in this case, where you have Chauvin who has access to, you know, the union support, right. you know, and we all know the more cash you have, the better defense you, you have. The more this you have, the more that you have, the more experts you can put on the stand, exactly. you know. And to me, again, not only was this police officer, I think, and we said it here at what he bring to the table, he got a he got the raw end of the stick uh, because he did the same thing as everybody else. I feared for my life. Yeah. I didn't know what was going on. Right. And somebody has died. Right. Exactly. And yet that defense didn't work for him. Right. No, he's, he's in prison as we speak. Exactly. And we yeah. have so many people supporting Chauvin and he killed in front of our faces. In front of our faces. Yeah. He killed faces. a man. That's what, that's what, uh, you know, as I watched you, as I watched yesterday, um, there's, you know, they, 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 they showed the video. They keep showing the video because it's part of the, you know, it's part of the, yeah. the evidence. And so, um, like I'm watching this and, and, uh, and like many people, I think, um, I'm just watching this in my head thinking he's going to get up. He's going to get up. You know, like, yeah. you're, like, you know, you, I know what, you know, he's not getting, I up. know what happened. I know that George Floyd is dead, but Every time I see that damn video, I'm I'm like willing this sense of humanity into Chauvin of like, just get up, dude. Just get up. Yeah. Like get yeah. up. Like arrest yeah. him. Throw him in the back of the car. Do whatever you fucking gotta do for yeah. alleged fake $20 bill. But just get up, man. Just get up. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, and it's fucking yeah, it's 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 uh it's reopening the wound, I think, for many people in our country. Yeah. Um, not that the wound was even healed, right? Like, but just it's pouring salt in the wound. Oh yeah. And especially when you're talking about George Floyd's history, as yeah. if that, that right. means he's worth, he's disposable. Right. Like his history, his, his, uh, drug use, his underlying conditions were not reason for him to die that day. Right. He allegedly passed a fake $20 bill. Like, and, and again, that's what? our justice system. What? Allegedly. Yeah, you know, until innocent, until yeah. proven guilty, and you're found guilty in the presence of your peers who, yeah. make, who make a judgment against you. Yeah. He didn't even get to step number one. He wasn't right. even charged with anything. Show but yet. Judge, jury, prosecutor, judge, and jury all in nine minutes an executioner an executioner in nine minutes time yeah like 
I just, you know, so I think on one level too, there's like this anxiety, collective anxiety for many BIPOC people in this country of, we know that this guy could still be found not guilty. No. <laughs> like think, like we know, yeah. we know. We know he can still be found not guilty. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and look, I would probably say all the cities will be burning. Rodney King, right? Let's take right. it back clear to Rodney King when when we really started to see video evidence of this shit happening. Yeah. And time and time again, we've either seen we've either seen officers not even charged, right? Yeah. And then when they are charged, found not guilty. Or black officers found guilty. So, right? And black officers found guilty. And so here we are again with this collective trauma and this collective anxiety. And uh, yeah. yeah, it's a lot. It's a it lot. Is. It is. You know, and that's the thing is I, you know, it's something that I think, um, you know, as people of color is, this is something that we are very much aware of. I, and black men in general and black women know it's always possible. Yeah. Like, it's always a possibility that they may not come home, you know, at the end of the day, if they get pulled over, they may not, you know, yeah. I have the privilege of, you know, by the sheer skin tone that, you know, I have more of a survival rate, you yeah. know, that I diffuse, you know, the anxiety of an officer potentially, yeah. you know, um, but you know yeah, it's, 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 it's it's sad to me that it's like i i i guess that's what i mean i struggle with people who who are so resistant to understanding this you know these this concept of structural racism and historical trauma and it's like like imagine what it would be like like you said we have levels of privilege that that black women and men don't have right like, right this is something that is more often than not going to happen to them. Right. And well, the, and here's the thing that I, I you know, that, that leads to that. Yes. You know? And here's what I was thinking also, uh, you know, I'm, I totally support the stop the Asian hate. I totally support that. I support anything that says stopping hate period. Right. But I have not seen one article that says anybody, the anybody quoting, stop all hate. Why is it stop Asian right. hate? Yeah. What about stop all hate? You know, all I haven't seen, I haven't seen anybody coming out with a story saying Starbucks refuses to, you know, uh, let us use the hashtag stop Asian hate. Yeah. Everybody is hashtagging stop Asian hate, stop Asian hate. When it comes to Black Lives Matter, that in itself, BLM, triggers something in folks that incenses them, that incenses them. And that's what I'm saying is, until Black Lives Matter, no lives are going to matter, not even Asian lives, not even our lives, because we have to be for real. Like, we cannot pretend that crap is going down in com in black communities that is targeted against black communities and we will get residuals of those things in our community because it's accepted it's not accepted but i mean it's accepted in you know the police 
culture that you can do these things to black people so we could do them over here to in asian communities and you know uh latino communities and other communities of color we could do all this type of stuff yeah it's okay but it's always the experiment that's being done in black communities to see if it's going to pass the muster and i mean that that that's the that's the piece of the historical connections of all of that from 1619 to today right yeah i started uh uh listening to uh, uh what's it called 400 souls um, yeah where it's like uh stories from 1619 to 2019 yeah like the beginning of of what they what the the first you know um what do you call slaves it? well when it was started to be documented but there's evidence to say that there were actually uh, Africans in uh, on this land before 1619. Yeah. But it starts in yeah. Um, And so as you know, you listen to these stories or you read these stories in that book, you start to realize how it's all connected back, right? This historical oppression and trauma on the Black community, right? Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. like, and I, that's why people need to read or listen or do do their work around finding these things out, because once you once you read and hear it and understand it, you're like, it, to me, I guess, um, to me, it's you, you see that it's 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 four hundred years, mm-hmm. four hundred years, like we've been fucking, yeah, it's yeah, four hundred years, and and then I, you know the thing that pisses me off is, but but it's better um for whom (laughs) we just saw george floyd being murdered with a knee on his neck so where is it better like help me understand where it's better disproportionate health outcomes so you're dying at an early age but you're not being whipped as a slave like right like again how what is this level that they speak of you know yeah, Ugh. just because they're quote unquote free, right? I mean, yeah. they're not owned by anybody. Yeah, I mean, that's it. Ugh, it's rough. It's rough, it's, and yeah. I mean, there's that, but there's that piece of responsibility of you can't look away. No, it's a privilege to look away. Yeah, in fact, somebody posted something on Facebook. On you know, I have some of these people that are on my friends, and I'm like, oh god, what the fuck. Um, and, and they just posted this whole rant about how, you know, they choose to look at the light and look at the positive and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we, we stay abreast of what's happening, but we don't delve into the news. Da, da, da. And it's like, in your writing of that, do you see the level of privilege, right? right. This is like, we're just, this is what we're talking about is that privilege to say, I won't look at it. Right. Right. Yeah. So I don't have to look at it. I can turn it it off. Right. You can turn it off. You can turn your head. Go about your life. Because I'm white. And and I just want to be positive. Right. Yeah. Toxic positivity. It's like if you never look at it. uh, Yeah. I mean. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I just. But that's the example of again. The it's, white it's privilege. Hard to look at it, but you have to look, uh, look at it. Stop looking away. Right, because right? that's the problem. Exactly, that's the complacency. Right, 
right? Of that, if I, was, if I don't look at it and don't acknowledge it, I don't have to do anything about it, right? Right. And so we've been, we, we've been collectively ignoring it for 400 years in some way. Yeah. Which, let's bring me to my first <laughs> okay. article. Didn't even know it was a segue. Uh, well, it goes, it goes right. Can you ignore this? Mm. This comes from Black Enterprise, um, came out March 6th. A six-year-old six North Carolina boy arrested and sent to court for picking a tulip. Oh, I saw the headline. I didn't <laughs> read long, it because I was yeah. like, I can't, I, I can't read that right now. The long arm of justice has once again involved itself in a situation that doesn't make sense and seems to waste time in the court system. According to... Uh, According to Winston, okay, wait, I'm Sa- pause for a second and, okay. even, and even critique that title. Uh, it, just the, the simple fact that it talked only about wasting the court's time, right? Doesn't make sense. No. How about a better title is once again, abuse of power against black people. You know what yeah. I mean? Like let's, 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 Let's title it the oppression that it is, the racism it is. The continuation of Jim Crow. We're wasting the court's time. Yeah. I mean, it is a waste of court's time, but it's an injustice from Jump Street that a six-year-old got arrested for picking a tulip. So Not only injustice, but the trauma. Yeah. The trauma of a six-year-old. Now, mind you, this would be a first or second grader. Yeah you know, being snatched from their school, wherever, off the street, arrested. Criminalized behavior. Because he picked a tulip. For being six year, criminalized six-year-old. Yeah. Now we're going to criminalize six-year-old behavior. So um, it said earlier this month in North Carolina, six-year-old boy was arrested and had to appear in court after he was accused of picking a tulip from a yard as he waited at a bus stop. First of all, you know, I'm like a six-year-old waiting at the bus stop. I, you know, that to me is my heart's already racing. I'd never allow my six-year-old to be at the bus stop by themselves i'm hoping it's a school bus stop i mean i'm just it could be like one of those ones where like all the parents stand on the corner and you know watch their kids or whatever right or it could be a support a six-year-old that had to stand at the bus stop by because the parent had to work reality because yeah Yeah. because a a, a black mother had to work three jobs in order to make ends meet so right the child had to appear in front of a juvenile court judge to face a charge of injury to real property who who reported it because of this incident advocates are trying to get the law changed to raise the minimum age at which a child can be charged and arrested governor ward cooper's task force on racial equity and criminal justice is recommending that the age be raised to 12. Another agency, a subcommittee of the Juvenile Justice Ad, 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 Adversary, it's not adversary, advisory Adver- committee, geez Louise, which <laughs> was established by the state legislature has gone on record at suggesting age 10. Not even a tween, okay? Not, you can't even why, say he's a tween. Why are we criminalizing 
youth behavior that could be solved in a different manner. Exactly. There should be nobody charged with picking a flower from a yard. It should be a a, a restorative justice uh, community. Not even a restorative justice. It's a freaking tulip. Or it it should be a conversation between, you know, like, why are we even talking about arresting anybody for this behavior that's what i'm saying would a white kid be arrested at age six for picking a freaking tulip hell no so that should be the that should be the the measure would i if it was white kid would i arrest the white kid for that no i wouldn't all right then move it along there ain't nothing to see here folks how was it how was it even reported? Does it talk about? So, according to WECT Chief District Court Judge uh, Carpini, Jay Carpini chairs a subcommittee that's been working since January 2020 to study this dilemma and will submit a report, blah, blah, blah. It also added, okay, so should children, oh, it says, should children who believe in Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, and the Tooth Fairy be making these significant life choices? I think the answer is no, said Corpin, we are excited in 2017 about raising the age of criminal jurisdiction to 18. I'm excited about this too. I think this is the second big piece. And we're in 2020. This is the second big piece uh, to raise the floor to protect those youngest of our children who can who can't see over the tables in our courtrooms. It didn't say, I mean, it said that the charges were dismissed. Um, Yeah, it said when he first appeared, charges were dismissed. Okay, it should have never come to charge. No, I'm I'm going back to how did it get reported? Who took the report? Who decided to go out there and arrest him, right? At the the moment, let's say it was the homeowner, right? Yeah. Fucking uppity homeowner sees the kids out in front of his house where the bus stop is doesn't have kids hates kids and maybe has gotten his flowers or whatever trampled on and so he's so pissed at these kids and and he sees the little boy pick the flower and he picks up the phone i'm saying as a he the person picks up the phone and calls the police at that point of the call the police have the discretion to say i'm sorry sir this sounds like a civil matter right let let me refer to the civil division we're not going to go out there and take a report on a theft of a fucking tulip by a six-year-old boy who's at the bus stop. No, no. Mm-mm. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Is like there's the, even the upstream part of it. Of how did this even get to court? It. Uh, I looked at another article and it's not saying how it got to court. It's not. All it said is he was accused of picking a tulip uh, from a yard at his bus stop. His attorney Julie Boyer said. And he was on trial in juvenile court for injury in real pro- of to real property. The boy's attention span was too short to follow the proceedings, so she handed him crayons and a coloring book. Of I asked him to color a picture, so he did. He didn't know it, but no matter what the judge decided, the experience could change the boy's life. Experts say, from how he sees the court system to increasing his chances of getting into trouble again and being sent to an alternative school. Exactly. Prison to school pipeline. Yep. They can't make informed decisions like whether to talk to a police and what to tell them, whether to go on trial, whether to admit to the accusations against them, which are called complaints. Yeah. Yeah. So they can't, you know, so 
they didn't go into the details again of exactly what happened. That's, that's they, what, yeah. What in the front hand and that that even ended up in court. Yeah. From the police officer that took the report to whether they made it an arrest or not, or they just forwarded the report to the DA or that, that read the report and said, yep, I'm going to charge. Uh, that is like, that's what I'm saying. Abuse of power. The date of birth. Did you, uh, did you think it was? Well, they, let's just say if it was a, let's say if it was a 17 year old. Who picks I, don't a think it been, I don't think it should be charged anyway. Right. right? But I'm like, did you think he was 16, not six? And then you get to court and then you realize, oh yeah, he is. Do you think it was a vehicle and not a tulip? Never I, got there. Right. Never got Never there. ever got there. But again, as we say, it's <laughs> not your white kids that are getting no. arrested for picking tulips. No. Mm -mm. It is, it you is know, not. my friend's child that is getting arrested for exactly. picking tulips. Exactly. You know. Yeah. that that's what that's what people don't understand it's right. you know you don't have to worry the only thing white folks are worrying about is if their kid's going to be snatched right not if their kids are going to be snatched by the police exactly. because they picked a tulip yeah exactly. you know that's the difference Ugh. so i know i know but it got you know a right Again, I don't understand how this kid was not probably the first young kid to come through to be arrested, right. any of those things. And we are in 2021. Why is North Carolina barely getting on the bandwagon? Well, a number of reasons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Number one being racism. Yes, exactly. Racism. Right. Uh, so yeah anywho's i had to bring that one to okay. the table well i'm gonna switch gears a little bit here um uh, it's kind of a continuation of something that we've been discussing um in regards to trans athletes um so this is uh i had mentioned this guy's name in the previous article about the girl who the cisgender girl who won the state championship in her weight division um against boys like she was yeah. a, a female athlete who wrestled uh against boys because they don't have a female wrestling team yeah um so this is a uh, from lgbtq nation trans wrestler mac Beggs speaks out about being forced to compete as a girl oh it's a no-win situation so Beggs is a trans athlete who um trans male athlete who lives in a state where you have to play on the team of your assigned gender at birth. So he was assigned female at birth and mm -hmm. now he's a trans male or he is a trans male. And, but because he lived in this state, he had to wrestle on, on the girls team. Um, so there's been a rapid uptake in anti-trans uh, and, and I'm bringing it up because of this, in fact, yeah. anti-trans bill across the nation, right? Like we did right. the one in Georgia and, you know, there's just all these low Idaho has tried, like there's all these states are trying to say, you know, this is what it means to be male or female. And if you, and you can't play in sports, you know, or we got to jamming your genitalia, like all sorts. Sort of right. Shit. Right. Um, so yet many of the lawmakers behind these bills and proposals have never seen, um, hadn't have never even tried to find examples of trans youth with, um, 
that they are legislating against. Mac Beggs knows all too well what it's like to play sports in school as a gender um, as a gender that isn't his own. He became two-time high school champion wrestler in the state of Texas, although he was forced to compete against cisgender girls by state regulations. Um, Beg started wrestling competitively at his freshman year in high school, attending Euless uh, Trinity High School before wrestling. Beg struggled with self-harm. I always felt different. I didn't know what what to call it. I didn't know what label what to label myself. I didn't know what to think. Beg said in 2019. Um, one time his grandmother, Nancy told Beggs wrestling coach, I don't know what happened, but I know you saved his life because he wouldn't be here if he hadn't started wrestling. Uh, because Texas is one of nine states that uses birth certificates to determine gender in student athletes, Beggs was forced to wrestle girls rather than boys. And because Beggs had been on public had been so public about his transition sharing videos of his progress on social media sports families began buzzing about every time Beggs had to had a wrestle tournament wrestling tournament you you have to wrestle against girls but you really want to wrestle against the guys Beggs said you beat girls but technically you're you are a girl but technically you're not um it was not a a no-win situation he added it was a struggle that I hope nobody else has to go through um so his use of testosterone made his participation in competitions even more controversial as people assumed that he had an advantage against his opponents. Um, but state law said that because Beg's medication was legally issued by a physician, it wasn't the same as taking performance enhancing drug. So not only is like, okay, he's transitioning and he's taking hormones so he can be the gender he is now he's getting shit about like oh well now he's important you know he's performance enhancing because he's taking testosterone right i mean ultimately they said it it wasn't you know that that wasn't the case it was a considered prescription but then at the same time he's forced to wrestle on the female wrestling team and against female wrestlers because they forced him to genitalia at birth were was female right gender at birth is female so um Beggs knows from, uh, let's see, this, I think it's revolting and honestly appalling that they're trying to pass all these bills at the same time. He continued, sports are supposed to be an outlet for kids. The most important thing about sports is learning these life lessons and getting these tools in order to go through life. Um, he said, I can, I can say that I was biologically a woman, so technically there is no advantage. And I made sure that there was no advantage because I was on testosterone. I took a hormone blocker on top of taking my hormones, he explained. So it wasn't just my estrogen being depleted, but it was also the synthetic hormone testosterone that I was putting inside my body that was also decreasing. Um, Beggs goes further to explain that I probably could have messed up my body in high school because of that. And honestly, I don't know what the biological biological factors are or what hormonal factors will do to me in the future i just think that you know let these trans kids live their truth so you know again these fucking evangelical cultists who yeah. think that um making laws you know, making laws to prevent inclusion what? of transgender that's what i'm saying what are they trying to prevent like, yeah yeah so are they trying to prevent like mass uh fraud of some sort that these young kids are gonna 
make tons and tons of money. I of like again, I keep going back to the until you show me different, there isn't this massive like these are literally young young youth. These are youth that are just trying to live who they are. And I mean, and are they like concerned, like, well, what about the showers? And what about I don't want my kid you know, showering. And I'm like, I don't want my kids showering with any other kid showering. <laughs> I don't think, you know, when I was in high school, I don't think that they should have had no, you know, these open stall showers. Like, I agree you know too. what I'm saying? Like, what are we doing? Like, what, no matter the gender, why are we that, making people shower together? In front of the, yeah. That's, that's so inappropriate. You know, I think back like in, in, in growing up and doing that, like it always made me feel uncomfortable. Like, right. I don't want you to seem a bit. Right. You know? I, you know, so I don't think anybody should be showering with each other, period. You know, together. Yeah. You know, so I'm just like, I, I don't understand what your problem is. Yeah. I don't understand what your problem is because I haven't heard anybody come up with something that is legit to say, yeah. oh, okay. All right. I get it now. Yeah. I haven't heard it. I have because not it doesn't heard exist, it. So they got to go all these other angles and and it's just i don't i don't again when the reality is i'm thinking that this trans person is gonna sexually assault my kid when reality the more likely person to sexually assault your child is a white male right who's grandpa or uncle or coach right look at the the homeboy from the olympic gymnastics yeah, Nasser. Uh, Nasser. Nasser, exactly. How many, he got away with it? Why? Because he was able to disarm you. Plus people. years. Yes, um, he was able to in, in front of you too. Right? He did yeah. it in front of you. Yeah, because he was able to disarm you because he looked like he knew exactly what he was doing and he's trustworthy. But nobody wants to talk about that. No, that's who we no. should. What maybe we should be looking at that. Yeah, because no, I, I don't think I've ever seen a trans anybody being arrested for going into a bathroom that, you know, and they sexually assaulted somebody in the bathroom. Right. I haven't seen that. And, you know, I and I I haven't scoured, People but that seems to me pee. that would make national news, oh, worldwide news. Place. You know, they're all waiting for that story exactly they're all waiting for that story to hit don't add us with your one fucking obscure story right you know because like anomaly we could we could scour and we might find one fucking case but we're talking i bet you i bet you representation of the people that are actually sexually assaulting your children are your basketball coach or your wrestling coach is your principal teacher your teacher is your youth pastor yeah is your grandpa is your uncle it's somebody you know because they have part of the grooming process is gaining that trust trust like for sure yeah god yeah exactly so bye boo it's like telling Uh, women to not walk alone at night so they don't get raped right Right. How about we just don't teach rape. not to rape? Right. Don't rape. Ugh. That's all it takes. Don't rape. Don't be a raper. Ugh. Ugh. All right. <laughs> what else do you got? 
Oh, now that we talked about Raper. <laughs> NBC News. This came out uh, March 28th, uh, 2021. Minneapolis. A person, oh, the uh, headlines are drunk rape victim was not mentally incapacitated. Minnesota Supreme Court rules. Oh, a no, case I, I of sexual assault it. where the victim is intoxicated does not warrant a more serious charge if the alcohol or drugs was taken voluntarily, the state's high court said. <laughs> so if you if if you're drinking, so if you're out, out drinking it out, go on a Tinder date, you're having some just having some drink, maybe smoking a little weed. You are not incapacitated if you get, get raped. A little twisted. <laughs> you have you go the the somebody assaults you, rapes you. Whoever your date, whoever your date is, rapes you. It's not rape because you you chose to get drunk and high with the person. Because they yeah, because you weren't mentally name? incapacitated. So it's not. It's, they can't. They can't. You aren't considered incapacitated they can't be charged with i think a higher level offense because they weren't mentally incapacitated the victim was not mentally incapacitated let me show you okay oh, yeah. a person who is sexually assaulted while intoxicated does not fit the designation for a more serious charge if he or she consumed the alcohol or drugs voluntarily the minnesota supreme court said in a ruling released wednesday so you can't use hey a more serious charge, which is the victim was mentally incapacitated. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Is that yes. because previously, if you raped a person who was intoxicated, they can't give consent fully because they're intoxicated. Therefore, it could be it's rape. Which so then the prosecutor can't charge you with a more severe charge. What they're saying now is now you can't be charged with a more severe charge because that person voluntarily got drunk. Yeah, now you can't that the prosecutor cannot so charge you together and it's consensual drinking. Yeah, you're not going to get charged. It could be like it could be a sexual assault right. versus a rape one. Right. Yeah. But if 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 you are on a date with someone and you, you drink together, consensual you would just get the, the sexual assault versus the rape because yeah. you were mentally incapacitated. So that's been kind of, that's been overruled or, you know, or going to go back to trial because uh, so well, here they said the opinion stems from a case of Francisco Momolu Khalil, a Minneapolis man who was convicted of third degree criminal sexual misconduct because the victim was drunk and considered by the jury to be mentally incapacitated, which if she's drunk. She's mentally incapacitated. Yeah, she's not able to consent if you're drunk. The woman met Khalil after she was after she was refused entry to a bar because she was too intoxicated. Oh, Jesus. In a unanimous decision written by Justice Paul Thiessen, the state Supreme Court said the lower court's definition of mentally incapacitated in this case unreasonably strains and stretches the plain text of the statute because the victim was drunk before she met her attacker. To meet the definition, the alcohol must be administered to the person <laughs> under oh. its influence without the person's agreement. So because high court he, he didn't drug her, he yes. can't be held responsible for 
her mentally for her saying, not being able to consent. Yeah. Oh my! How so is take, that even possible? <laughs> so take what you want, you know, as and long it's as okay. Didn't get you drunk. Then I'm okay. Then I can do whatever the fuck I want with you. Right. I won't be charged with a very serious Because you came to me drunk. Right. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. What? Um, some are worried are about the ruling's ramifications. Democratic State Rep. Kelly Moeller said it shows the urgent need to update the state's criminal sexual conduct statute including by closing what she calls the intoxication loophole. She was she has introduced a bill to amend the statute. Okay, and see, this is what I'm saying, because I think we what, brought up- it, it Was it Michigan or Minnesota? Wait, isn't Minnesota. this- Minnesota. Okay. Well, well did- Married. You, was that Michigan or was that Minnesota? Because I was thinking the same it thing. M. It was one of the M states. Where the husband could- Married. Yep. If you drug your spouse, it can't be raped because you're no. married. It's you all legit. Get to do that. Right. And why does it take a woman to have to say, wait a minute, well, this yeah. is wrong. Yeah. Why? Because these men, they love because that little Because it wasn't in a case where they were separated, but they hadn't got a divorce yet, and he raped her, and they said, because... Um, no, they were still together. Were they still together? They I, were I still like together. Yeah. They no, they were still together. And he was videotaping what he was doing to her. Like and she didn't know. Yes. No. And okay. she didn't know. Yeah. And she could, there was nothing That's she right. could do about it. Because they were married. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where are we? Is this Gilead? Are we? Are we <laughs> this is 2020. Which, by the way, did you, the, did you see the preview to the new season? Of Handmaiden's Tale? Yeah. No. Starts, starts, in, starts tomorrow. Starts in April. Really? Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Is it good? Does it look good? Looked intense. Looked intense. But I, she's still in Gilead then? Like he, well or, yes. Or, or did no. she go back to Canada? The, oh, it, she's trying to get her daughter back. Just watch the watch the watch the I'm gonna have to yeah. Watch the preview. Watch the I'm preview. gonna have to go back to watch the last season. Watch the last season, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I done forgot all about do you know recap. under his eye. Recap. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yes, we are living a version of under his eye. Yeah. Well, let's not even, I mean, we can't even, we haven't even gone into the voter suppression laws that have oh, uh, oh. place in Florida and, and Georgia. Right. Where you, you know. can't even give people food or water yeah. standing yeah. in line. Although I did see a meme about like, well, it says you can't give them water. Nothing against Kool-Aid, Pop, Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> and how about this here's another loophole is i don't give them anything i just walk up and set it on the fucking sidewalk and walk away yeah I don't hand it to you i'm not giving it to you but right. if i bring a big old fucking case of water and just and i just leave it there then arrest me for for littering i guess yeah but and they're saying that only the poll workers could give hand out the waters and stuff and i'm like I'm give not, me I'm a damn break they're busy sorting people I'm through talking about, i'm talking about just get people and just leave cases of water along the line yeah not giving it to anybody as long as my it doesn't go from my hands to your hands i'm not giving you anything well and my my thing is how about how about you work on how to get voters through so that they don't have to wait in freaking line well because they don't i mean 
Exactly. They don't want it, but I'm saying that's what you should be doing. Brown people to vote because they saw what happened. Exactly. And they can't have it happen again. And it's rules. And she, you know, they're mad because you follow the rules. They're mad when you don't follow the rules. That's so you right. Follow the rules, and you and you get your and you, you know, and you win. Win. Well, they got to close up the loopholes. They can't let you win. So now right. we have another thing. But I don't know. I feel like this is a. I don't think people are just gonna walk away and be like, "Oh, okay, no, uh-uh. no." Uh, they are. You know, obviously they're gonna take it to the Supreme Court. But again, how is the Supreme Court going to lean? Right. Exactly. You know. That's the problem. Right. How are they going to lean? And if they lean Republican, all these folks that thought voting in Donald Trump was such a great idea and your voting rights are being suppressed, yep. you know, that this is the consequences that we will be living with where we will, you know, it will be more of a privilege to be able to vote than right. a right. And I'm like, and if you take away, and people are more concerned about their guns, well, guess what? If you're not able to vote, then you better believe the other constitutional rights are at risk as well. Did you see old Lady Graham talking about his AR-15? Oh, I'm like, Lady Graham, you couldn't even hold up the the gun itself. Like those, the the you know the the Kyle and the and the Karen. Yeah, all shaky janky there. Yeah. I'm like, Lady Graham, please. Yeah. Please, but Lady Graham. Time, there's that 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 underlying racism of the the gang ain't gonna come after me, right? Who does he want you to think about when he's saying that? In the gang. You know? Of course. And why would you say a gang? Why would you think a gang is coming after you? Right. In fact, we have we have democratic representatives that had a gang yeah. after them that stormed the you know, that stormed the Capitol. We didn't have a problem with that one. And then you have over here in, you know, Salem, a gang with their guns, you know, uh, intimidating. Yeah. There's no problem there. Yeah. But Lady Graham doesn't want us to go to his house. But now he's, he's fictitiously speculating that this would happen. And okay, how about the simple fact is you're a fucking public servant. If shit's going down, your ass should be doing what you can to help. And and while you're talking about is how you got your AR-15 and you're gonna fucking defend against the gang that's gonna come after you, you know, like, like that tells you right there that should tell his constituents he don't give a fuck about you. No, if it went down. He don't give a fuck about you. Right. He's not gonna be opening his doors saying, "Come in, my tired, my hungry, my huddled masses." He's gonna be armed up with his AR-15. No, you get away from my house. Right. Exactly. And yeah. I'm like, the only way that the gang would be coming after you is if they're coming to arrest you right? because of your interference with uh, the election. <sighs> you know, so is that you telling us, hey, I'm going to go down dying. This is, I'm going to be suicide by police. That's Don't come and get me because it's going to be suicide by police. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. If she now, did you out. see that um, video of the um legend i think it was i want to say georgia legislature as he was signing in the uh bill oh when the lady got but, arrested for knocking yeah, on the door? for knocking yeah. on the door there's another example what did yeah. they do in the fucking um 
well, what did they do in the Capitol? Number one, what did they do? Remember in COVID with the, what was it? Michigan, where they stormed the Capitol and they were in the faces of the police screaming at them without their yeah. masks. And they were like being like they were protecting Buckingham person. Palace there, yeah. like just and stoic. Got a, a, a non, you know, a, a peaceful knocking on the door, just simply stating we have the right to, to, to uh, um, witness the signing witness. of the bill. And gets what three knocks in and then bam cuffs are on yeah cuffs are on and going going to jail uh and let's say it she was black exactly that's that's the only reason she was black and yeah. i'm pretty sure people knew that i was gonna say she was black right if you didn't know <laughs> i i don't know what other person that was white that is uh you know in the same position that has been arrested yeah you know i I I haven't seen I mean, anything. We see it all the time. We see white people in the face of police yelling, and now and and not one thing happens. They no. lose their lives. Where we see peaceful protesters beaten, tear gassed, killed, uh, run over. Like, I mean, yeah, the list goes on and on. Yeah, and they want to talk about other countries. And how awful they are because they're killing their protesters and they're just awful people. Oh, speaking of killing protesters, that's what Florida did. That's what Florida did. Wait, they she killed protesters? That, uh, oh, that new law that says you can run people over. They kill protesters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. they're blocking traffic. You can kill protesters. Run them over. Knock them down. Whatever. Until until it's a white protester then they're gonna be like oh. oh crap just like you know the whole federal law there about hey if you mess around and you you know uh vandalize a federal building right. you're gonna the right. weight of the law 10 years yeah. have we seen that like, yet all of a sudden for any of these protesters yeah. that ran insurrectionists that ran up there right you rubbed shit on the walls and right yeah and you're out on bail now you're you know charged with just uh, interfering with ass. you know a political process exactly nothing about that no i have deal. yet to see the law that trump passed that right? executive order exactly yeah be used right. not unless biden overturned it i don't know yeah i, I think that would have been a bad move if he did because yeah. this is the time now prior to the george Floyd uh, verdict, remove it. Yeah. <laughs> right? you know, get rid of it. Do your executive order. Because if if Chauvin gets I, I out, don't, I don't. Uh, it the whole country's going to be lit. It's going to be. It's going to be. It's going to be lit. I would say, stay home, people. Uh, it's stay out of it. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be bananas and rightly so bananas. It's, you know, I think people need to be peaceful though, but at the same time, there are going to be people that are like, I'm tired of peaceful. I'm tired of peaceful. I say, use your voting rights, get in there, become a political force. You well, know. voting rights until they're stripped away. That's the problem. You know, like, right. that's what I'm saying. It's like, there's a, there's the systematic but what i like all these things together people like these are the system this is the system from voting rights to yeah. limiting how who and how can people can protest to you know 
all of these things and ah right but here's the thing that i you know shirley chisholm first female black woman to vote or to run for president and one thing that i was like yeah one of her platforms that she was standing on was why not i have the right to run why am i not running yeah and that's the same thing for all of us why are we not running we have the same right as that idiot ted cruz to run for office we have that same right and if you're a person that has integrity because character matters and you know you're it's like go for it yeah start start your campaigning start because it takes somewhere she didn't have as much of a movement but she got her community behind her and they were like yeah let's you know till eventually they were like girl you're gonna challenge we're not gonna have you know obviously then politics plays a role in it where they're just like you're taking a lot of our voters that we need in order for a democrat to be you know but i'm saying but at least you become a, a political even that, right even player. that whole thing is is you know don't let him get you know yeah i get what you're saying like get yeah. involved get involved it, don't be afraid all as your you know your your student student not student council but yeah student council even right like at least yeah but your homeowners association, your city council, your state legislature, your yeah. um, whatever, a board of advisory for the university, like anything, anywhere yeah. where decisions are being made, like, and you have an ability to get in and have a different perspective at the table, like Correct. don't ask to be like, like if, what, what is the thing is that there's not a, a seat at the table, bring your own chair, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah yeah don't wait around for them to bring you a chair to sit in i also know like if like shit's gonna go down and yeah. and part of it i mean i don't think i would personally do anything but i understand the rage oh yeah i would be out there peacefully protesting um, like I that understand. that will be me just but i will not go out there and start you know breaking property windows yeah. you know become violent because to me it's like you can't in your, in yeah your you can't fight violence with violence you know say that but that's your this is your alibi right now i know huh wink wink meanwhile you'll be all in black and i'll be i'll be like let's go bitches linking in at night. well and guess what these people at the in the riot they did it as if they were coming home you know that's how lackadaisical they were it was like we're gonna have our picnic we're gonna meet tailgating afterwards yeah. don't forget to bring the chicken you know <laughs> why can't be chicken why you gotta say bring the chicken <laughs> no i was saying about those white folks the insurrectionists not not us okay you know i i would i, I wouldn't go there for us but um Ugh, yeah I but just, yeah i mean they were planning on kicking back a brewski at home after yeah. i mean that they, why can't we why can't we that. plan like that like actually some a lot of them are did like very yeah that's what i'm saying it. bring the chicken so bring the all, like party mac and cheese knocking yeah. back uh fucking bud lights yeah and and at the same time they were bringing in batons pipe bombs you know bats yeah they're bringing all that in as if they were going to be able to go home and they did <laughs> yeah they did they did go home they were able to go home until the police started dude that's running against speaking of running this dude that's running against marjorie taylor green have you seen it 
Uh oh. I only saw a few things. It's this guy as Mark a... Uh-huh. Um proud army vet, patriot, Georgia Democrat running for Congress against uh Marjorie Green. Um, I don't care. It's like Trump. I don't care. Walking, breathing, I don't care. Yes. Vote. Yes. Get her out. Let's see what his uh let's see what his ad says. Um all right. I never thought I'd see one here in the United States. Hugh is a patriot. We know that for sure. That's Hugh is a patriot. That's what that idiot said. Her twisted conspiracy theories may have made her famous, but they haven't done a damn thing to help the people here in our district. Ooh. Now I'm running for Congress because Georgians deserve better. The Army Corps values teach honor, personal courage, and selfless service. That's what I'll bring to Congress. I hope you'll join me on my next mission. Marcus Flowers. Uh, a any black relation? man with a cowboy hat and a swagger. I'm like, any relation to... Um, Curtis Flowers? Curtis Flowers? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I already like his, you know, voice. He's that's for swagger. sure. He's got, you know, he's, uh, doing, he's pushing all the right Georgia buttons, you know. Uh, over masculine you know all of that does he um is, is he good looking not that that makes a difference i'm only saying i, I think because he. look at cuomo now he's in hot water for all the sexual harassment you know i don't want this to go down the tubes because you or, know he couldn't be appropriate i i, I mean he's he's a good looking guy no yeah. okay well hopefully hopefully character matters for him he got that's, swagger you know that's all i'm swagger. saying is hopefully character matters there's not going to be some type of scandal that's going to pop up that's going to ruin you know his chances well uh, you know they're going to try to find it because he's black so they're going to try oh, of to course. find him. of yeah. course yeah yeah no, I, I would vote for him. I don't care if he's a monkey or if he's a, you <laughs> whoa, know, if, whoa. He's a if he's a whatever. I'm whoa. just saying I would vote for him. Um, yeah, I mean, somebody's got to run against that nutbag. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't care. No, Bozo, it don't anything. matter to me. Yeah. Anything, yeah. anything. No. And, uh, you know, based on what I'm hearing, you know, he, if he's military, he has some values, some standards, some ethic, hopefully ethics, but you know, my hope is that he's serious and yeah. that he really means business. I would vote for him. Yeah. I mean, I gotta, I gotta like, you know, hear more than a two minute promo. Like, right. I mean, let me do some more reading and see who he, what he's about. And, but, but then again, like, again, like I said, it, it i don't need to read promo if he's running against her it just I mean, I mean, just you know, it's an automatic vote yes like i well, mean my hope is one i guess yeah i mean if he's well, like, and that's what i'm saying my like hope is that the vote was right now him or marjorie of course we'd vote him right? exactly yeah. if he's the only one running against yeah of course uh, yeah it's a no-brainer dude and that's why i'm saying i hope that you are a man of integrity and that you're going to do the right thing that you're not just going to be up there you know because uh, you're going to get my vote if I live there, but right, you know, yeah. I, that's what I would be saying. You're going to get my vote, period. So I'm hoping you're going to do right by my vote. And right. if you don't, I'll vote your ass out. But we'll also see who, who else kind of throws their hat in the ring too against yeah. you. Um, but uh, right now, 
Um, yeah. If you had to make a choice today, yeah. Oh, that's why I said I don't care. It could be an amoeba. I don't care. Anybody, you would have my vote. Anybody but Marjorie. Anybody. Anybody. Um, I mean, the right. nuttiness is just off the chain. I have to uh I have to bring us uh bring us back us with a um at least my portion of these stories um with a positive story. Oh, okay. 100% positive story. There's oh, no, that's good. Yeah. So this came there's out. No, there's no punch at the end. No, no punch at the end. Um, this came from People Magazine, came out this uh, last week. Um, a dog who kept sneaking into the Dollar General for a unicorn toy gets his plush and a new start. Oh, I've seen that. Right? Um, yeah. Dogs may be man's best friend, but apparently a unicorn, a stuffed purple one, is dog's best friend. Animal control officers were called to North Carolina Dollar General store after a stray dog kept coming into the store and beelining for the toy aisle. He went straight to the unicorn, the same one every time, says Joe Newburn, the supervisor. It was so strange. One of the strangest calls I've ever had to deal with, Newborn adds. Workers at the Keenanville store about 80 miles from Raleigh told animal control officers that they caught the lab mix darting into the dollar general. Every time the customer, a customer exited each time the stray dog made it in, he went to grab some of the same plush purple unicorn toy. Finally, they had to lock the door and called us newborn uh, tells people about how animal control became involved in this playful peaches story. Um, Samantha Lane, the officer, who responded to the Dollar General's call uh, was so taken with the dog's devotion to the unicorn she bought the $10 toy for the dog. According to newborn, the canine was happy to head off to, with Lane once he had Aww. his up animal. Lane Ooh. brought the dog to the Dumplin, uh, Duplin County Animal Shelter where workers named him Sizu after the dragon cartoon character in Disney's new film Raya and the Last Dragon. Oh, guys, so cute. Oh, so cute. Um, the only thing we can can think of is that he came from a home where he had a similar stuffed animal or or kids in the home. Did um, shortly after Sizu arrived at the shelter, poster posted a picture of the pup on their unicorn and their unicorn on their Facebook page with the caption: "This is what happens to you when you break into Dollar General consistently to steal this purple unicorn that you laid claim to, but to but then get animal control called." To lock you up for your B&E and larceny, but the officer pur purchases your item for you and brings you in, in with you. Um, Sisu is currently uh, considered a stray um, at intake in the shelter because no one has come forward to claim him, but the pooch uh, obviously loves affection and he spends every night curled up with his unicorn in the shelter. Oh my god, it's so cute! Oh, it's so sweet that and amazing. I mean, it's obviously a super smart and even when we got him to the animal shelter. He was very obedient. Um, he sits, he shakes. Someone should uh, be looking for him. I don't know if any other reason why he would focus on the unicorn other than he had one at home. The store had called and said he tore open dog food. If the store had called and said he tore open dog food, that would make sense, but not hunting for a purple unicorn. Yeah, that's true. Like, um, oh God, he's so cute. Um, the shelters received numerous calls from people interested in giving um, Sisu and his beloved unicorn of forever home. It looks like at this time the pair uh, to pack. It's time for the pair to pack their bags because, according to Friday Facebook posts, 
um, Sisu and his family and stuffed animal have an adopter and will be moving out of the shelter soon. Oh, oh, oh it is so cute. cute. He is so freaking cute. And wow, like cuddled up with that unicorn. But wow. it's also sad because that, like they're saying, like they're like if he would have just went in and ravaged food, you know, then then you're stray. But like dogs are fucking smart. Like yeah. they have their favorite toys. They have yeah. So for him to like seek that out and just like, uh, oh, he belonged to somebody. Oh. Ah. That's cute. But now he's got a happy home. He's got a he's got a home. So that's good. So you're not gonna go pick him up now. No, no, I don't think Daisy would. <laughs> oh, that's cute. All right. I got one. Okay. Finish this, this is uh New York Times. Came out uh when did it come out? I don't see when it came out. Oh, March 25th. A man demanded his final paycheck. The auto shop delivered 91,500 greasy pennies. What? <laughs> it's not technically illegal to do so, according to the Department of Labor, but it doesn't make it okay, according to the former employee's new Insta Instagram fans. A... OK Walker Luxury Auto Works in Peachtree City, Georgia, has built Ford Mustangs for the Clint Eastwood film Trouble with the Curve and for an attempt at a world record for land speed, according to its website. Now the high-end car repair shop has acquired another rare distinction. It has been accused of paying a former employee in pennies. To be precise, that's 91,500 pennies, adding up to 915 in wages owed. Although Andreas Flatten, who was a manager at the AOK Walker uh, until last November, has not counted them to make sure he got every last cent, he said his former employee had left him a glimmering mound of pennies at the end of his driveway on March 12th to punish him for quitting and persistently demanding his final paycheck. Since his girlfriend posted a video of the pennies on Instagram on March 13th, he has been attracting the sympathies of thousands of people also navigating strained relations with their employers amid the pandemic. It would be one thing if it was just pennies, Mr. Flatten said. I wish it was just pennies, but the pennies are covered in a pungent sticky substance. Mr. Flatten suspects it might be power steering fluid. Miles Walker, the owner of the repair shop, did not respond to a request for comment. He told CBS 46 that he couldn't remember whether he dropped the pennies on his former employee's driveway. It doesn't matter. He got paid and that's all that matters, he said. can't remember? Right. Karen, yeah, it's you a, a wheelbarrow full. Over 9,000 pennies to someone's yeah, house? A wheelbarrow full of it's pennies and you can't remember you didn't. Yeah. Mr. Flatten said that the foundation of his workplace dispute had to do with his employer's lack of sensitivity to his need to pick up his child from daycare at a certain time. Mr. Walker, the owner, recruited him and he said he accepted the job because they had an agreement that he could leave at 5 p.m. That arrangement became even more important during the pandemic when the child care facility began closing early, but the promise evaporated, Mr. Flatten said. That and some other unpleasant exchanges led Mr. Flatten to give notice late last year that he was planning to quit and then walk off the job even earlier than planned. Months later, when his final um, 
week's wages still had not arrived, Mr. Flatten filed a claim with the U.S. Department of Labor. The agency confirmed that it contacted the repair shop three times. Whoa. Around 7 p.m. on March 12th, a video recorded by Mr. Flatten's doorbell camera shows a young man with wavy long with long wavy hair on his front porch. Hey, your money is at the end of the driveway, buddy, says the man who Mr. Flatten said he believed was a current employee of the repair shop. But an hour later, Mr. Flatten tried to drive to the store. He found his way blocked by the mountain of pennies. Placed among the foul-smelling coins was an envelope etched with an expression of unmistakable disapproval. Inside, he found his pay stub, but no check. Mr. Flatten and his girlfriend spent the next week transporting around 500 pounds of pennies on the slope of his steep driveway into his garage by wheelbarrow. Wait, the weight of, a picture of it? Oh, yeah. The weight of the pennies has has since caused the wheelbarrows to collapse, he said. His girlfriend posted about the discovery on the Instagram where, where it captured the imagination of many. That That's the- that's uh, one wheelbarrow? Yeah, of the pennies. Oh, but- And look at that tires. I don't know if you could see the tires. They're flat. Oh my God. From the weight, from the weight of the, okay. the wheelbarrows. So- this would have been different if he would have like walked off and then just been standing there like every day saying, where's my money? Where's my money? But it sounds like he, he did quit and maybe walk off a little bit early, but he waited a respectable, respective amount of time for the last check to be processed. Yeah. And then once he didn't get it. He went through the proper channels of channels of getting it. And then they didn't even get a response. And then they had to reach out three times. Yeah. What a dick move. Yeah. Yeah. That's not cool. He has thought about filing a lawsuit, but he knows that what happened may not be technically illegal. Yeah, he asked be. an email message if it was legal to pay an employee in dirty, grease-covered pennies. Spokesman for the U.S. Department of Labor wrote, there is nothing in the regulations that dictates in what currency the employee must be paid. Yeah, they just have to be paid. Yeah. But here's the thing is, dude, it's how cool. childish. It's not cool. How childish. That's how that's he would treat cool. a customer. Yeah. You know, not. this is how the owner would treat a customer. Right. That's his level like of customer service. Of that shop, you might want to think about changing, get shops. Find another shop. Is, of what you'll be dealing with so if you are dissatisfied with the service don't think it's going to be uh right rectified it's not no think of a screw yeah. that's going to be put in yeah. your transmission exactly you know think of no. something that this dude would be willing to do every screw down so that right it goes wrong but it's enough, enough not to be their fault exactly no. no yeah and i'm like if the dude is quitting because you won't give him time to go pick up his kid right. Like, of which you initially agreed upon. Right. Like, he has the right to fucking go find other employment. He does. But, yeah. I mean, and then to be that shallow, like, yeah. give me a break. Ugh. I'm telling you. I'm yeah. telling you. I don't know what goes through the brains of these people. I have no idea. Some bullshit. Ugh. All right. Well, we've made it to the end. Yep. 
another episode um just be kind to yourselves everyone uh with everything happening just be kind to yourself um we're still in a pandemic people oh yeah we're still in a pandemic you and just because you get the vaccine yeah just because you get the vaccine doesn't raw dog in life yeah still take your precautions still wash your hands still keep away from each other like you know come yeah. on come on because i you know they're saying a second wave, another wave coming the variant you know so we haven't gotten rid of anything because right. they're saying another wave because people are relaxing because more restrictions have been lifted in places like fucking texas and florida oh, yeah where you have yeah. beaches full of people in spring break yeah like that's why there's the surge and did you see uh community members out there protesting you know to their governor hey what's going on here and then the state of emergency being called and yeah. i'm like you idiots yeah. what did you expect what did so, you expect keep keep doing what you need to do to stop and this vote them a-holes out <laughs> ted cruz has got to go rubio's got to go all of those idiots that supported Trump and his idiot idiocies gotta go. Gotta go. Gotta yeah. go. And we and gotta go. So yes. once again, thanks for listening. And not not time. not the way that we're saying these folks gotta go. Right. <laughs> but we do gotta go. Yeah. Yeah. We still gotta eat our dinner. We we got lives to live. Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening. Until next time, nos vemos. Adios. All right. Daisy, Daisy, what's your safe word? What's your safe word, Daisy?